This week on Tech UK, ITV catch-up channels are coming to Virgin Media TV. The BBC Trust has delayed iPhone apps. Best Buy's first store opens in the UK. Sky is forced to cut wholesale digital TV prices. And loads of iPhone, iPad rumours and some blogger designs. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Tech UK podcast. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Stefano. And this is the Tech UK podcast where we cover the latest UK tech news and abroad tech news. So let's get straight in with the news. So Virgin Media has a load of new channels which have just launched this past week. The most prominent ones will be ITV's catch-up services. So we have quite a few coming. So we have ITV2, which was already there, and they've now added... ITV2 plus one. And ITV3 now has... ITV3 ITV plus one. And ITV4 has ITV4 plus one. Now, these are all obviously, in case you miss a programme, you can watch it one hour later on a specific channel without having to go online, which is really good. And... The fact that it's now available on Virgin Media is good as well because it allows ITV to to basically expand its audience. If you miss a program, you won't have to go on ITV player to watch it and use bandwidth. You can actually just watch on a dedicated channel. ITV One HD will also be launching today, Friday 2nd of April 2010. And this will be ITV One basically in HD. Pretty self-explanatory and hopefully this will be the start of all our channels going to HD. We already have some BBC channels, and we have now ITV as well. Hopefully 5 will catch up on soon, and Channel 4 as well. I thought 5 was already on Virgin. 5 is already on Virgin, I'm talking about 5 HD. Oh. Obviously 5 is on Virgin, it's not like Virgin can't afford the money to have them on there. I don't know if that's how it works, (laughs) but also... ITV is yet to confirm ITV One Plus One, which I think would be a really useful service. And the reason why this is happening is apparently by a campaign over the future of advertising sales on the channel. What else has happened recently at Virgin? We have also two new channels. I said there was some ITV, but there's also some other ones. We have Quest, which has been on Freeview for quite a while now. It's basically the Discovery Channel... Old. With old programs, oh. yeah. But I don't think it's that bad. It generally has... The timings of the programs are really good. Um, is it E4 be becoming HD on Virgin, or has it become? E4. I'm not sure about that one, actually. But in relation to that, Virgin Media has recently launched its VHD box. These have V and V+. VHD is obviously... um available from Virgin and it costs a $49 sorry £49 charge for the box and then you'll have to pay for installation on top of that. It's available to both new and existing um, customers and that box itself actually is quite feature packed. It has HDMI port, it has SCART so obviously HDMI will be very good to see straight HD. The SCART port for older TVs 
and even newer ones that would like you'd like to use that for some reason, maybe you don't have a HDMI lead. It comes with a USB port, which is always useful, and an Ethernet port, which obviously I guess will be used to connect it to the Virgin Media broadband services, so you can get their catch-up on demand services. And as I was saying, Quest is now available on channel 179, and we also have another channel called Military History on channel 236. I wonder what that is about. Hmm, I'm not sure. And moving on to our next story. We have the BBC Trust, which is basically the overarching group which looks at what the BBC is doing and what decisions it makes, essentially. It's basically postponed the BBC iPhone apps, which were meant to be released this month in April. Now, the BBC Trust has asked the BBC to postpone its plans while it looks to the business care for new services. There was originally going to be two different apps. There was going to be BBC News, which was going to have basically the news site onto your iPhone, which currently is not, it's basically just a normal site. You can't really get an iPhone-specific version as far as I'm aware. And it would allow you to see the stories natively formatted for your iPhone. It would allow you to see blogs and videos as well. After the recent cuts, I don't know if the blogs will still be there. Yeah, because uh, they did say they are cutting down on um, inter- on the internet. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know if that includes the iPhone. Well, this doesn't seem to be the reason why they're doing this. It. It just I know seems, said it was the reason. I'm just saying yeah. that this that this is not the reason why they're doing it. They're not cutting down because of that. But it's literally for funding that they're cutting down. We may have talked about that earlier on a couple of weeks ago on our first episodes. I don't think we have, though. The other iPhone app which they were going to release was for BBC Sport. And both this one and the other application were shown at the Mobile Phone Congress show in Barcelona a couple of months ago, and the sports app would have, would, it would basically be releasing in June for the World Cup. It would offer content from BBC Sport website, Five Live Radio, and it would allow football fans to watch World Cup matches live on their phone. Spokesman for the BBC has said, We are focused on making BBC Online's core web prepositions more user-friendly, convenient and accessible, and using existing content to create truly distinctive products around our core public service areas. This may be true, this may be the reason why they're trying to do the iPhone app to make it easier to access, because as with any website, although you can access, as Apple says, the full web on your iPhone, even though it doesn't have Flash, which just makes it a lie from the start, and the same with the iPad, the fact that you won't be able to... If you have a full-size website like the BBC, it looks terrible when you look at it on the iPhone. And hopefully this would spell an end to that. And maybe the BBC is just planning to release an iPad app at the same time. And they're like, oh, maybe we should just keep it and release both at once. But it seems that the BBC Trust has delayed this. So this one's exciting, Stefano. What's happening next? Best Buy arrives in the UK in May. That that actually rhymes. Yeah. So, the major, major US 
computer electronic outlet Best Buy will be making its way over to the UK in May. Best Buy um, basically is the leader of the whole US consumer technology retail market, market and here it's actually going to be part of the Carphone warehouse. It says it try, will try and will aim to bring aggressive pricing, which is generally what we need in this market here, because there is a DSGI stronghold, which is essentially a company which owns all our major computer retail stores. They own Curry's, PC World, and Dixon's. That's why those have been so similar. The prices you probably won't find a massive difference between them. In the same way that Argos and Homebase are now together, we need more competition. Something like Best Buy coming over to UK should be fantastic. So they say they're going to charge it, and, sorry, they're going to charge lower prices, and they say that they're going to have a price match policy, which, in if you've seen uh, the price at another shop, before you buy it, and it's cheaper, they will give you a 10% discount. If you've already bought it, you'll get refunded the difference um, up to 30 days after you've paid. Best Buy has also said that this will apply to products on sh sales in shops within 15 miles of the shop you bought it from, and it does not include online prices or sales, which pretty much eliminates the whole policy, because most of good prices nowadays are on sales. Um, so I'm just wondering... Um... Where will the first, like, store be, like, t where will the first Best Buy be in? Well, we all know about, at least down here in the in London, we all know about Lakeside, which is the second or first biggest shopping centre in the UK at the moment. And it's due to open at the Junction Retail Park, which is very close to Lakeside in Furrock, Essex. And this will be in May. It will be followed by one in Hedge End in Southampton and then Mary Hill in West Midlands. So we don't really have one in the centre of London or anywhere actually within London. We have the Lakeside one, which we can get to reasonably quick from London, 20 minutes train rides. Yeah, but that's only if uh, you're in the east or north. Yeah. yeah, basically above the river. Yeah, or it would take quite a while. Basically... If people do want to go to Lakeside to the store, they'll, wherever they are in London, they'll need to get the Jubilee line. And then from there, they'll need to change at West Ham and get the train straight to Lakeside for people that are in London. And hopefully, they say it's going to be 50,000 square foot, which is a reasonably big size. It's not like the size of an Apple store there, which is quite small. It's actually a reasonable size. And if you're a Twitter user, you can actually send a tweet to Best Buy's Twitter team, which they've called Twelp Force. Yeah, I think it's meant to be a cross between I, I don't get that. Twitter and Help Force. So if, if for some reason you really do want to, to write stupid things on your Twitter and Twitter these random people, or you just want help, you can... Um, Use it with an at sign and then T-W-E-L-P-F-O-R-C-E. Twelp Force. So Help Force, but with T-W. I think this is actually possibly one of the biggest things that's happened in the UK over the last few years in the terms of 
of the retail market changing. Maybe it'll be the end of rip-off Britain, as some people call it, and we'll be able to get good deals on, on some laptops and things. We do have really cheap laptops, but... Well, I say cheap, but compared to the US, we do have some... Expensive. Some, yeah, some expensive ones. I have seen some crazy prices at UK stores, and I think the reason why there seems to be... The only competition that there seems to be is between online and retail. Because the high street stores all seem to have very similar prices. But when you get online, you'll be able to save maybe 10-15%. I walked into HMV yesterday, for example, and they were trying to charge seventeen ninety nine for a Blu-ray disc, which I then found online for £12. I can't remember what the exact Blu-ray disc was. But it just goes to show that these companies, they need to compete. They need to have good deals, which will get people back into the stores. For example, HMV, which is not related to the computer side of things, has very good deals once in a while in rock bands, controllers, and stuff like that. And that gets people into the store, it gets people buying. But even HMV doesn't seem to be doing very well. The prices there are not competitive. You'll be able to get 25% off on Amazon. And yeah, these H- companies need to step up their game. Yeah, HMV is expensive. Yeah, and this is why a lot of people do call the UK rip-off Britain. You can go to the US sometimes and get, not so much with Apple, but to some extent with Apple, you'll be able to get 200 300 400 500 pounds off uh, a higher-spec laptop. And although you may be stopped into customs and be pay- made to pay that tax, I think it has a lot to do with the way tax is so high here in the UK at, what is it now, 17%? Yeah, but I'm... Yeah, but that's mostly for the NHS, to be honest, and things like that. Well, yeah, that that's where some of it goes. So a yeah. lot of it just goes to politicians' back pockets. But we don't want to get into a political debate here. We just want to say, good job, Best Buy. I, w- I will definitely be visiting this store, maybe not on opening day, because I can guess it's going to be crazy. Hopefully they'll give away some free stuff opening day, maybe 10 20% off vouchers and, and rival the prices of Amazon and other online stores. Every day of the year. So, our Ofcom, our, um, I think this is amazing that we have things like Ofcom in the UK, our Office of Communications, and they are the regulator for communications. Essentially, broadband, telephones, mobile phones, they are the ones that say, you can do this, you can't do that. So, following a consultation, they said that Sky Sports and Sky... Sky Sports 1 and 2 should be made available for the wholesale wholesale price of £10.63p, which will mean that companies, other companies, will be able to buy them off Sky for £10.63p starting very soon. And that's over 23% lower than the current cost. Just want to say Ofcom are the ones responsible for making UK companies not charge you two, three, four, five pounds a minute when you're in the UK. They are the ones that say this is a limit. Do not go over this, or you will have problems. And they are the regulators. If they don't do anything, the companies can be fined, which is fantastic. Ofcom has also given conditional approval, according to cable.co.uk, for Sky to offer pay TV channels on terrestrial services. So this could be what we were talking about last week, about Sky coming to Freeview and Top Up TV on there, which would be hugely beneficial. I would like to be able to have programs on there. Maybe a la carte sort of 
iTunes style where you can buy individual episodes or just... Yeah. Or maybe you could buy individual channels and... Yeah, I think you can do that on the Skybox player. Like, series and... Sky player. Yes, Sky player. Um, I'm not sure. I think you have to have access to Sky to have... I'm saying, player, like, like, on the actual box where, like... You oh, the record. Sky Plus and yeah. etc. Yeah, they have the series link, etc. But I think on demand... Well, Sky Plus should... I think Sky Plus should be on demand. I don't know if this is the way it works, but I doubt it. They should do what Gmail does. On Gmail, if you upload a music file to Gmail, what happens is they do not actually keep a copy of the file. It gets uploaded, they scan it, and they'll have one copy of that file for every user that uploads it. So, for example, say I upload Telephone by Lady Gaga and Beyonce. Even if the the file is not entitled that, they'll scan it for the music, and then... They'll keep mine if I were the first person ever to upload it to Gmail. And every subsequent person that downloads it, they'll match it and they'll say, okay, so someone's already uploaded this. They can... We can delete the file off our server and everyone will just stream from this one file. It saves um, space for Google. Not that they need space, they just need bandwidth. Also, no, that was a bit of a tangent. Basically what I want to say is if Sky should start doing something like that, they should have sort of a Sky player style thing inside the box. I'm not sure if they have released this yet. Virgin Media, for example, have it. They allow you to have BBC iPlayer on the box. But we should be able to have one centralized thing where we don't have to record the program. And as soon as the program has started, you should be able to rewind and start the program from wherever you want. Five is very good at this. Once again, Five is the channel that understands all this. They, as soon as the gadget show goes up, as soon as it starts, about 10 minutes later, they upload the YouTube video which allows you to basically start watching, even though you've missed the first 10-15 minutes. And... You can catch up to the actual live show. Yeah, you can can catch up to the live show and just skip the ads, essentially. So, we've just gone off on a tangent again, but Ofcom has said that subscribers will also gain access to lower-priced bundles offering digital TV, broadband and home services... Um, which could lead to 2 million more people taking up premium channels by 2015. Sky has said that the plans are, and I quote, an unprecedented and unwarranted intervention. I disagree. I think that this should be the way that stuff works. If you're trying to charge too much, we should be able to have proper competition and have some lower prices. Fantastic for the computers, and it keeps the companies innovating. It's also said something like... What was it? Um, the HD things which come out from Sky should also be able to be made available on other TV services such as Virgin Media. I think we also need more competition because we've only got two main pay TV subscribers. We've got Sky and we have... Virgin Media. Virgin Media it is. We'll see how this works out. And if Sky actually follow Ofcom's plans, which hopefully they will... So we finished with the news for the UK, but let's hop hop over to the US where quite a few bits of news have actually happened. One of the best things I've seen is from Google, and it's called Blogger and Draft. So for those of you that don't know, Blogger and Draft is essentially the way that Google, it's basically Google Labs for a blogger. And once you have Blogger and Draft enabled, which you can actually find on the blogger homepage, you just click on blogger and draft. And 
you can actually get it and it has a brand new feature which is called a blogger template designer. Now you may think that oh blogger has templates already but to be frank these templates are disgusting as you probably do know. You'll have to probably get some templates off another site then they won't be original. What they've done is if you know about Squarespace they've basically put Squarespace inside blogger. Now we do have a video here which I'm going to play and it's only got music in the background so you might be able to hear the music but I'm just going to read to you what the features are according to the video. So this is the introductory video which Google has made. They're calling it the blogger template designer. You choose a professional design from one of the many designs which are new available, new designs, and you can actually select colors, individual colors from for each different part, you have loads of sliders, you can choose which bits you want to see, you can add an image to the background so you can have a nice background image, you can essentially change the theme of your blog every week if you want to, you can design the layout, you can change how many columns it has, uh, where the columns are, the column widths, where the little side widgets go, and you can basically make your blog look very different. You can customize gadgets, width, um, width, font, CSS, and you can make your blog. I'm taking a look at the blogs. They look absolutely amazing. They'll look unique. It's essentially Squarespace for blogs. And I've got to say, this is a very, very big step for Google because one of the things that I do not like about Blogger is the fact that it's not very interactive. Let's say. So I did say earlier I that you could... I would say varied. What would you say varied? As uh, before, it wasn't as varied as... Oh, but yeah. now it's much more customizable. You don't need to go and edit the individual source file to change one colour. You have every single shade of colours. I know. I, I, I think this as this is really sim simpler as, like, where you can put things. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very similar to how um, Apple actually does iWeb. The way you can customize features, but this yeah. even seems more powerful than that. And the hundreds of background images which you'll be able to choose from are from iStock Photo. Hopefully they'll actually allow you to upload your own one. But it does look very good. I did say that you actually needed to, to go to the Blogger homepage. But no, you should go to draft.blogger.com. And then you just log into Blogger and Draft and it looks just like regular Blogger. Except there's um, some new experimental features. And when you click on the layout tab, there's a little new template designer link, which you can then just click there and you'll be able to customize your blog to the level that you want to. There's loads of different gadgets that you can put there, obviously, to make it look good. And the template design is currently not supporting IE6, and neither are the new templates for that matter. And they strongly encourage the small number of bloggers and readers that they basically need to upgrade. There's also a lot of incompatibilities with Opera, um, new versions of Internet Explorer, but hopefully when these become more standardized, we'll be able to to have some really nice looking blogs that every website and every web browser can read. I think they're partially doing that so that more people go on Google Chrome. Uh, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that might be a reason. Although I think I had read that there were some incompatibilities with Google Chrome. And as Google has said before, they don't make money by with their search engine. They make money 
in a simple way. The more people that use the internet, the more money they make. It's very simple for them. The more times you go on the internet, the more sites you'll see with Google ads on them, the more times you'll search, most likely, on Google. Every time you go on a website, they'll probably have Google ads, and Google makes money off you. So they want you to use the internet. They want you to to have all these things. Google has actually recently said that they um, may be releasing and are planning to release its own set-top box, and the idea is the same. You'll go onto, onto YouTube, possibly, and watch the episodes there. YouTube makes money for Google, because Google owns YouTube. So, it really does seem that Google is trying to make you use their products more and more and more. And it really does diminish the need to use a paid-for service like WordPress.com has premium things. But there's not really much you can't do on Blogger that you can do on WordPress.com. I've got to say, both are very good platforms. But Google does seem to be innovating a lot lately. And even if it doesn't end up being a final feature, the fact that Google keeps on trying... And testing new features in this lab-style way is very positive. So, on to our weekly bit of Apple news. And we have a lot of Apple news. In fact, our last three stories are all about Apple. So if you don't like Apple, this may be the end of the podcast for you. Okay, for those of you that have stayed, we have our next piece of news, which is the Apple iPhone HD which is obviously a rumor. Apple never confirms or denies these things. Wouldn't be a name I would I would not be surprised with. I think an iPhone HD would be a perfect name for them. They would be able to get away with that maybe if it didn't even shoot in HD because that's how they are. The they can't go anywhere like the iPhone 4G because networks in the UK are not ready for 4G. They can't go to iPhone 3GS 2, which just becomes crazy. And hopefully this will be what I was asking for in the new iPhone, which is essentially HD movies and HD videos, essentially. And a higher resolution screen. I doubt it will be a 720p screen that small. Maybe they'll enlarge it, even. According to Daring Fireball and Apple Insider on Monday... The new Apple handset will feature Apple's custom A4 processor, which they're actually using in the iPad, maybe a slower version of that. A 960 by 640 double resolution display, so this this is quite an advancement from its current resolution, and double resolution will also give it a nice a nice boost. And they say it could also have a second front-facing camera. There have actually been a few cases online which have a suspicious little hole for where a front-facing camera would be, which would be really, really good. Yeah, I think I think if they did that, um, video talk would be useful. There. Yeah, because another reason why I definitely think there will be a front-facing camera is actually O2 leaked, as we talked about before. Images and bits on their site with text under the iPhone 4G bit which said, the iPhone 4G, me dubbing it that name, which said, video calls are the same price as normal calls. Video calls are already ridiculously expensive, so 25p per minute for a video call doesn't seem too unreasonable. Who will be using this? Practically no one. I think families would would mostly be using it. It's one of those things where you say, oh, families would use it, but at the end of the day, unless you're maybe using Skype to talk to someone, say you're in... I don't know, you're down in 
California and your parents are in the UK and you don't want to be charged ridiculous fees for calling, you could just just use Skype. And that would be a very, very useful use for this. Same with the iPad. If the iPad does not have a front-facing camera, which it seems it will not, I will be very, very disappointed. It's pretty much guaranteed that they will not have a uh, front-facing camera now, but next generation, come on, Apple. And it's a feature that some users have desired in the iPhone for years. Mm -hmm. I think if they have a front-facing camera, it's going to be something terrible like 1.2 megapixels, but it'll be good enough so you can actually see the person. The 3.2 megapixel camera I have seen on the iPhone does produce shots which are better than a lot of 5 megapixel cameras, so hopefully um, Apple will be able to get the 3.2 up to 5 megapixel as well and keep the same level of quality and increase it so we have higher resolution with higher quality as well. Hopefully the video will be able to be done in HD, though this is not rumoured. I assume that if the screen's going to be higher quality that they're going to try and... If the screen is higher quality, they're going to put higher video recording on it, hopefully. 720p video recording on a 5 megapixel or 7 megapixel camera would make the iPhone once again the must-buy. It has emerged in February. Apple iPhone was actually outsold by Android for the first time. Last year, I think Apple did something like 9.8 million iPhones sold. And that's a crazy number, but I, Android is on a lot of phones. And it's going to end up overtaking Apple if they don't start doing some radical changes. I think why Apple is keeping its layouts is because it think it will still win the phone market. What do you mean by layout? Like, um, I mean, like... Like, always, like, like 16 squares, black background. Oh, it's funny that you say that, because there's actually some rumours that iPhone 4.0, which hopefully will be released by the summer and maybe with the new iPhone only, will support multitasking. And this could mean that it would be... They'd have to change... I think they might have to change the interface. I would love a radical interface because it's just getting too boring for me. The HTC HD2 looks amazing with its widgets. They need to add widgets, definitely, in iPhone 4.0. They say multitasking is coming. So, let's see if it does come. Apparently, for sources closer and very close to Apple, and Apple Insider is once again reporting this one, the upcoming 4.0 reference release of Apple iPhone OS will deliver new support for running multiple concurrent third-party apps. And they actually claim that the way this is going to be done is going to be through an expose-like feature. But instead of showing you the whole the whole screen, because they would just the way this would be way too small to read, they'll just put the icon there. I think this will be... Hopefully this will be Spotify and stuff playing in the background. This will mean that apps can keep on running properly and... I'm sure that the way they do it will will be good. They, apparently you'll be able to double or triple click the home button. That's the way people are assuming it will work. And then an expose style thing will appear. You'll click on the app you want to change to and done. And then if this is happening, that must mean that the iPad will be getting this. I think a better expose feature will be like on the MacBook Pros where like four fingers down. Yeah, the only reason that would not work is very simple. Although the the iPhone 
could do that. If you're playing a game, there may be games that you need to swipe four fingers with, which will then put you into expose mode. There would be, and you're, the iPhone screen can actually recognize 20 fingers at once. So say you're working on something, and your your two fingers, because it's very common that using two fingers to r- tap tap write something, maybe on the table, and then your other two fingers slip, that would make expose come up. I think a triple click on the home button would be good, because double click, they say it might be a double click, but that's currently for... Um, Songs. For the music app, yeah. But hopefully, maybe it just, might just be something like hold the home button. We'll see how they do it. Might be that the iPhone 4.0 um, will only be available on the new phone, on the new iPhone HD or whatever they're going to dub it. And that would be that they'd have maybe a separate button on there specifically for expose. No, I don't think they will because I think they'd want the the font to still have it look which is one home button and the screen and then at the side um the thing to close that iPhone or iPod touch. Can you repeat that? I did not understand that. Sorry no please do repeat that Stefano. I think it will stay at the same thing. What do you mean it? Do you mean the OS, the phone? I'm, yeah, I mean the actual physical phone. Okay, so you don't think that they'll maybe add a new button? Well, yeah. it's famous Steve Jobs, you know, that he hates, absolutely hates buttons. So I would not be surprised if they end up taking away phones and you'll need to do some strange thing like hit the screen 10, 15 times and smash it on the floor to change the volume. Um, and finally, the iPad is coming out tomorrow in the US. UK date still not announced. We don't know when it's coming out. We do not know Plus. how much it's going to cost. We do not know. Apparently, there have been rumours that on the 26th or 28th of April will be the release date for our international versions. And we actually have some reviews coming in already. Gizmodo have said at least eight people got iPad from Apple pre-launch. Three usual sp- suspects plus some new faces. Their approaches are different, but the take-home remains the same. It's good. And we have Walt Mossberg from the Wall Street Journal. And from... Is it he from the Wall Street Journal? I'm not sure. I think he's from allthingsd.com, which is the All Things Digital blog. And he says, because the iPod is a new... T- the e- Sorry, the iPads... It's a new type of computer. You have to feel it to use it to fully understand it and decide if it's for you. Or whether, say, a netbook might do better. And I think Apple will do very well in allowing its third-party stores such as Argos and Best Buy in the UK eventually. And maybe as the just like letting general supermarkets sell it, get into people's hands and making it the item that when it launches in the UK, it should be absolutely massive it should be they should make their stores have big launch events as they usually do but this time make it really clear that this is the device that they want people to use and apparently we have other people such as David Pogue from the New York Times he he also describes as a gigantic iPod touch but he says it's a new category of device, not a laptop. It's not nearly as good for creating stuff. On the other hand, it's infinitely more convenient for consuming stuff, such as books, 
music, video, photos, web, email, and so on. And he also says that the device the lack of Flash, the web's most popular video format, says it's buggy, it's not secure and depletes the battery. Well, fine, but meanwhile, thousands of websites show up with empty white squares on the iPad, placing where videos or animations are supposed to play. I think if people keep on adopting services and products like the iPhone and the iPad, maybe people will move away from Flash, but it seems that it's the technology to be used at the moment. It's not quick time, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm not sure why Apple doesn't allow Flash. They've, they, as they've said, it's battery and it's buggy. That's what they say. It's going to use like, your battery. It's going to be buggy. Well, that's it for the news this week. And hopefully the iPad launch will, will go smoothly for Apple. And we'll see what we will think of it. And we'll discuss that next week. Hopefully there'll be a lot of more UK news for us to cover. And we'll see you next time for more UK news and abroad news in the Tech UK podcast. Bye. Bye.